Welcome to Bougie Behavior. It is me, Sister Renee, your host and the creator of this podcast. And I'm super excited because we are starting a new series called Living Stories. And I have the pleasure of chatting with some amazingly dope women who are entrepreneurs, who are mothers, who are wives, who are caregivers, who are teachers, who are business owners, just all of the above, just total dopeness. And we talk about navigating our story, not just in the media, not just in the world, but in our homes and our communities. We get to talk about things such as crafting our stories where we are designing a life we love. We talk about telling our story, being in that driver's seat so that no one else can tell it. We're also gonna be talking about rewriting our story. Does the past hurt our future? And how can we change that? We're also talking about like co-authoring their stories with our future generations. Talking about how we can uplift and lead our young people. We're gonna be talking about going against the grain and living well to tell your story. So you guys are not gonna wanna miss these shows. You wanna make sure you're tuned in and following and make sure you have a pencil, a pen and paper, grab your favorite beverage and get ready to be inspired and encouraged and just, yes, just be in awe of all these dope women. So let's get it started. So before I get started with this interview, before you listen to this amazing woman tell you so many great things, she's going to have a million nuggets for you. And you're not going to want to just only hear it one time. And I know you're not going to be able to capture it all. So I want you to make sure you grab this workbook that's been inspired by the conversations that I've had with these women. There are nuggets, there are challenges, there are activities, there's journaling, there's so much. And as you listen to these stories, you can follow along with your workbook, right? Or you can go back. It's an added feature that will be released on July 1st. So you can pre-order it if you head over to the website. You can do that. Otherwise, you can wait until it is released, release, and get it then. Um, so you ha- you're not going to want to miss this. Like, Oh my gosh, like having this workbook with all these life lessons, um, being able to have a tangible, you know, um, thing to help you seal this understanding, this new learning, these ideas, these mantras. Oh my gosh, you're going to want this so bad and it's going to be so good. Um, and I'm super excited. All right. I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, and yeah, let's get started. Hey y'all, it is me, Cicely Renee, aka the Bougie Black Blogger, and this is Bougie Behavior. And I'm super excited because 
we have started a new series called Living Stories, and I get the chance to talk with so many dope women, Black women, actually, who are business owners, who are mothers, who are wives, who are just dope in their own and they're going to come and talk to us about their story. And I have one young lady today, and we're going to be talking about why are they writing our stories? I, the media, we are inundated with so much, and it's all, it's a strategic planet, and it doesn't seem to uplift, but kind of like push it to the side or, you know, demonize it and that's not the case and i'm excited because we get to talk about our stories being that driver's seat and let you know from front hand first hand experience so let's get it started um let's see we have keandria damone and i'm gonna let her tell you a little bit about herself welcome keandria thank you for joining us Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be a part of it and I'm glad to be able to actually uh, be able to talk about our stories and the experience in a way that's positive. So I'm excited about that because of course it's never about bashing anybody. It's just wow. being honest and telling what the truth is and asking necessary questions. I think because I think that there are certain questions if you don't ask certain things that if you bring to the, if you don't bring to the light, you know, you never really will get any change. So wow. I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, thank you. So, okay, tell me a little bit about your role on this show. So one thing we talk, well, one thing that's happening in the world, we are, we got a lot of reality TV shows where it doesn't really right. seem like reality to me because I'm like, that doesn't, that's not how I live my life, right? And I'm sure- right you know, the way that they're structuring it is not in that, it's not positive. So tell me a little bit about right. you and how you got onto your show. Okay, so the show that I'm on is called um, Bride and Prejudice Forbidden Love. Um, I actually, at the time I signed up, didn't know that the show was going to be titled that. They kept it a secret for a minute, but wow. um, it's actually, when it came out, I found out found out it was called Bride and Prejudice Forbidden Love. Essentially, the storyline or the premise of the show is that there are couples, I'm, one of, I'm a part of one of the couples, and um, they're going through their ups and downs with their families in hopes of making it to the altar or in hopes of getting married or getting approval from your family, whatever that looks like. Right. First of all, you said you didn't know the title until afterwards. Tell me a little bit more about that. I, I actually didn't. And that's 100% truth in my, in my personal experience. We were given, and I've worked on other TV projects like that where it's like a working title. And that's what we were told is that it was a working title. There was a chance that it might not actually be called what we were referring it to when it premiered. And when it premiered, it had a completely different title, which I wasn't surprised about, like I said, because I've had other projects that did like that. But no, I didn't know that that was going to be the actual title of the show until it came out. Right. Okay. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Thank you. Cause I had no idea that's how that worked. Um, so, like, reality TV... That's how that one worked. I'm right. not sure okay. how many of them <laughs> right. So like I'm, right. So, like, Real Housewives of Atlanta, I know they know that, you know, that they know the title, they know their role. So, mm -hmm. kind of 
tell me a little mm -hmm. what kind of like comparisons and contrast contrast can you talk about with reality tv shows such as real housewives of atlanta one of the biggest contrasts i think with shows like reality tv shows like um real housewives of atlanta i would say a big difference to me is the substance that they showed i guess because this one was more like relationship focused and you know that sort of thing like because it was focused on our relationships and our parents and the ups and downs it didn't really focus on the ins and outs of what our lives look like 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 you say i'm an entrepreneur like you didn't see any of that during the show you didn't at all at any point see me acknowledging a client acknowledging an event i was going to acknowledging some sort of community service that i might have been working on all of which was incidentally happening at the time you just didn't see any of that that's not the substance that they showed and that's actually something that the housewives of atlanta because i actually am an avid watcher of that show that's one of the things that i like about that show is that they show substance of what they're doing they show the community events they show the charity they show you know the 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 good moments with their children going to baseball games or whatever it looks like it was more than just the ups and downs like they actually expand the whole storyline so you get to see who that person truly is outside of the ups and downs and i think an audience takes better to that okay yeah well tell me more about your personal experience on your show and what did you expect versus what happened Mm. Okay, so my personal experience on the show, um, I would say what happened was completely different than um, what I had expected. I went into it with really high hopes, not necessarily of the production company or the premise of the show. A big reason I even got involved with the show was because I wanted to, uh, we were told ahead of time that, you know, we would probably be the only couple of color so that was a big plus to me because i was thinking like you know we can show an example of black love we can show what it looks like to be a real working black family we're young we're entrepreneurs we're people of color we don't have the typical storyline we don't have the typical ups and downs that everybody else has but i wanted to show that love can win does that make sense like i wanted to show that even though we have some of the craziest things going on with each other if we stuck it out and we really worked at it that love would win so that's really what i went into it hoping would be displayed and i don't think that that's really what um ended up happening part not all in editing and production i think that as the storyline itself unfolded something different completely happened right so and i'm sure you guys recorded like hundreds of hours of you know footage right is that true mm -hmm. all right and so yes um see that's actually too the funny thing is that um myself and my fiance at the time we actually were full-time entrepreneurs so we had 100 percent of our time for them to um you know record or work with us or whatever so there are times where days at a time it was like maybe six, 12 to 16 hours at a time where it's just constant footage. We're constantly filming. So there was a lot of footage that we filmed, like over a course of six to eight weeks. Um, I, don't, I think the first two, the first week and the last week, we didn't actually film. But the six weeks in between that, we actually filmed and it was consistent footage, like six days a week. Wow. Wow. And they would follow you like to different events mm -hmm. like that? 
Yeah, you would think that that was how it happened, but in my experience, that's not really how it happened. They actually kind of had a schedule and an itinerary already set up for us. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't as if it was like, oh, this is our day-to-day -day life. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go here and there. Like we had certain topics that because it is a process, mm -hmm. I will say that that's the part that I forgot to mention. It was a process. So we agreed to join this process where we're getting counseling or we're working with this expert to um, pretty much work on our relationship, work on the problems that our families have with our relationship. So we committed to that and they had an itinerary associated with that that we had to follow. Okay. Oh, wow. And so then what happens is, like how long is an episode? The episode themselves when they air are an hour long. Okay, so multiple hours, hundreds of hours of footage, and it's just one hour. And it's multiple couples. It's not just you on that one particular show, right? Right. There's three. So I was one of, we were one of three couples. Okay. And so just thinking about that and your experience, it just, it, it makes me laugh because I'm just like, why would they pick and choose certain things? Can you tell me like the differences between you and the other couples? Um, the differences um, between us and the other couples, for one, I think the most glaring difference was that we were not just that we were um, people of color, not just that we were black, but we were urban. We're very urban professionals. So, you know, we come from a different walk of life than everybody else. And I feel in the show and the way we express ourselves was different, you know, uh, things that we were interested in down to what we did for a living because we ran the business together. So that was a, a lot different than the other couples. Um, the other couples, I'm, I'll say ahead of time, I, I, I still keep in contact with the girls from the other couples. I've actually forged friendships with them. So my experience with, with them was great. It was awesome to have somebody who was kind of going through the same thing at the same time as me yeah but we're all dramatically different people as individuals not just as couples I feel like every cast member was like radically different than the next oh wow I, and that gives for good entertainment right 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 yeah. that definitely makes good tv all right so going back so when you had the chance to look at the show after everything was filmed what were your initial thoughts your feelings what what went into your head? What was going through your head? When you said when I had a chance to look back at the show? Yeah, when you got to watch it. Um, Watching the show back, that's probably one of the biggest things that I've had to sit with um, since I've done it. Watching it back and keeping it honesty, I, I can't say that I was happy with what I saw watching it back. Not so much that it was my behavior or not so much that I'm like oh my god I made a fool of myself or oh my god this relationship is playing out on tv and I'm embarrassed by it that's not so much what um I say I would take issue with what I found to be disheartening the most was the content that was like selectively shown and you know it's it's tv they only have an hour but it was just interesting to me the content that was shown because like I said, I'm in my community. I'm a mom. For one, I'm a mom. I spend a lot of time with my son. I'm a PTA mom. Um, I'm doing volunteer work and 
you don't see any of that, but you see us arguing over custody of the child. Does that make sense? Like you see, I felt like it was a lot of negative and we filmed a lot of positive and only a fraction of it was negative, but you only saw the negative and I wasn't happy with that at all. Right. So why do you think they stitched it in that manner? I, you know, I can't say what somebody's intentions were. Yeah. I can say what I saw and what the differences were that I saw. And I know I saw a clear cut difference in the storylines for whatever reason. I know that the other couples were going out on dates and they were having picnics. I know me and my fiance, we, at the time we shot dates, we shot the walks in the park. Why did you not see any of that footage of us? All you see is us screaming at each other once we've gotten to a boiling point. Does that make sense? I know there's a particular, um, there's a particular scene that I actually had to address publicly. Now I usually don't go back and forth about, you know, trolls or rumors and things like that. But there's a scene that I felt I had to address publicly because of the way that it was just cut up and edited. Like there was a scenario where the expert, he, they had told us, okay, you guys are going to go on your dream date. And we're like, oh, we're all hyped up about it. And they come to me like, Kiki, you know, plan your dream date. Get dressed up. You're going on your dream date. And so I plan my dream date and I get dressed up and I get to the location and we sit down with the expert. And the expert is like, oh, I got a surprise for you guys. You're not going on the dream date, Kiki. He's going to take your mom. And I just instantly, like, I roll my eyes. I'm like, okay. Like, I felt like at the time, I felt like if he's supposed to spend more time with my mom, that's great. That's fine. I'm excited about that. I just feel like we could have achieved that without manipulating the situation to get a rise out of me. And I feel like that's exactly what happened. Like, I feel like he could spend time with my mom without you lying to me about taking me on some dream date. And the way that it was edited, it, I personally felt like it made it look like I was angry and I was being bratty. And I'm like, eh, you're giving my mom attention and not giving me it. But that's not the reality of what was happening. The reality is I was frustrated with the process. I was frustrated with production because I felt like I came into this with pure intentions. I was signing up for actual help. I was signing up for an actual process with an expert. Why are you guys playing these behind the scenes games? Does that make sense? I think that was the first time it dawned on me like, wow, this really is reality TV. Like, this isn't different from the love and hip hops and the real housewives and you know, those sort of things that you hear behind the scenes with those shows, all of the negative. I didn't expect all of that from this company because the content that they had put out, I felt was more positive. It was on a life on lifetime, a women's network. So mm-hmm. I went into it expecting different. I'm like, okay, you know what? They're not going to be vultures like the rest of the reality TV world. They're going to, you know, they're going to do it differently. This is actually going to be some positive content. So I feel like that was the first time I really opened my eyes up to ha- what I had signed up to like, Hey, this is actually entertainment and they're really just trying to get good TV. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because I'm just like, (laughs) they say reality TV, but it's not real at all. And being like being a teacher to high school kids where they base their reality, they base their lives off of reality TV show. Reality TV show is their Bible. That's what they go off of. If Mm -hmm. NeNe did it, then they can do it. Right. So like, and it just it hurts because I'm like, yo, that's not how it really works in the real life, in the real world, 
y'all. And I just, I feel, ugh. so I, I'm struggling with why they are trying to write our stories, you know, right. not allowing us, the people who are living these lives to go out and tell it on our own without you manipulating, right? Um, mm-hmm. and choosing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. And I'm hoping you get, you know, some, you know, positive, uh, mm-hmm blessings afterwards like sharing your story letting people know Mm -hmm. what's really out there um so yeah like I'm just still like just baffled I'm like wow this is crazy (laughs) I have no idea um right it's I and again like I said I can't speak to what anybody's intentions were Mm -hmm. all I can do is speak on my experience and in my experience the storylines were completely different with the the couple of color and the other ones for whatever reason i can't say maybe it was something you know what to give the benefit of the doubt maybe it's something individually about us but i saw our storyline be completely different and one thing i can say unapologetically is that the way the footage was cut up i 100 percent feel like it was cut up to make me look like the token angry black woman and that's not at all who I am and the people who know me or follow me they know that about me luckily the following that I already have they know me as a businesswoman they know me as an entrepreneur and as a fixture in my community so I don't think that it phased the way that they viewed me but this new audience coming in you know I was getting a lot of hate about it and it's like oh here's another woman that don't know how to treat a good man you get what I'm saying and I'm like that's not really even how it happened it was done in editing right oh my gosh so what so take me for example and people who just turn on the tv show and start seeing this what would you advise people like me to like think and how to react um what what would you tell me how to take in this new show or this new information what I would say somebody watching the show for the first time is that it is TV. It's entertainment. So, you know, I would just leave it at that. It's TV and it's entertainment. I think that too many people get too involved to the point where they're attacking you personally. I've had people making comments about my son and the type of mother that I am. And it's like, you saw two seconds of footage of my son. So how could you form an opinion? you know, on the type of mother that I am. You didn't even see me being a mother at any point. You only saw me arguing with my fiance. So I would say that is that it's TV. And a lot of people that, like I said, they get too involved and they really have the gall and they're bold enough to like, I think social media allows people to have access to you in a way that most people didn't used to have access to you. So now somebody can send me a personal message criticizing me and I don't know you from a can of paint. So I think that we have to keep in mind that people, whether it's entertainment or not, whether they signed up for it or not, they still are people and there still are, still are boundaries that I don't think should be crossed or we should at least think before we're crossing them. Right. Oh my gosh, that's so real. That's so real. It's just TV, entertainment purposes only. It's mm-hmm. like... The, the, as if I were an actress like you wouldn't attack Taraji Henson for the right. role that she played in <laughs> Baby Boy like you just wouldn't <laughs> right but the fact at least that I wouldn't think so there might be people who do that but and we shouldn't <laughs> do that I know but there's some actors where they play so well these horrible roles and I'm just like oh my gosh they must be like that no I'm just kidding mm-hmm. but um 
Oh my gosh. So thinking about like the writers and create, like what can we do different? Uh, I personally believe that we need more black writers at the table writing black stuff. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I just, cause I'm like, they can't tell our story the way we can tell our own story. What advice right. do you give? I think that, yeah, go ahead. I think not only that we need black writers and black creators, I think that we need more black people who are involved to speak up, not to just oh, yeah. do it just for a check, not to be bullied into it, not to be intimidated um, by some of the things that they might say to you or threaten you with once you sign that contract. For one, know your contract ahead of time, know what you're getting into. And then I would say the people who are involved need to speak up, right. which is a part of the reason why I'm doing it, doing like an interview now. Like I, I don't feel like I really spoke up in the way that I should have while it was happening to me. Like I should have spoke out right then. And um, I don't feel like I really did that. So I wanted to take the opportunity now to be able to do that, to clarify and to hopefully prevent it to, you know, to, to just contribute to it not happening so much because the way it happened to me, I'm like, okay, so the person that I am, if they can take me an entrepreneur, a mother, um, a fixture in my community, you know, I own two nonprofits and charitable events regularly. So if they could take that person and twist me into being a mad, angry black woman, God knows what they could do with other people. Right. So I, I just would think about that. And I'm like, it's disheartening and it makes me sad. It does, it makes me sad. And not that the show was, it wasn't the Kiki show. It wasn't to showcase how awesome I am. But my point is there was footage of that and there, the the reality of what happened is dramatically different than right. what actually was shown, if that makes sense. So if they had shown what actually happened, the things I actually said, the scenes that we actually filmed, I think you would have gotten a different impression of Kiki and not some bratty, angry black woman who doesn't know how to keep a man. Because we all know that's already a stereotype that's perpetuated on black women. Like we're overly aggressive, we're loud, we're rude, we're this and we're that. And I felt like I was not only was that done in editing, I felt like I was kind of experiencing that from people treating me like that during the process I felt like you know if a certain cast member if they raise their voice then they're just you know that that's just how they talk but me if I raise my voice I'm angry I'm mad I'm upset oh calm down does that make sense yeah yeah I feel like emotions were placed on me that weren't even there because of who I am and my demographic and I don't feel like that was fair and I feel like in editing my reactions were used in different places because of who I am right that's that's real that's so real and so like one of the things with that because we already have that stigma we have that stereotype of the angry black woman we can't you know go against the grain we can't buck anybody we end up editing our own selves personally in the situations and i am one of the people like especially at work like i filter a lot of things and i'm just like that's Mm -hmm. there because that like yeah anyways (laughs) no that's 100 percent true i felt like that was happening to me i felt like the because i'm a very outspoken person i'm not really loud i wouldn't say but i'm very opinionated and i'm very direct i don't really have a filter it just comes out how i think it so i felt like i was walking on eggshells the entire time and not even sticking up for myself 
in places where I should have been louder. I should have been angry. I should have took up more space and said, hey, no, you can't treat me like that. Mm -hmm. But because I was so afraid of that stereotype, I feel like I actually got walked all over and things happened to me that could have been prevented had I just stuck up for myself. Wow. Like, so what advice would you have for people to just stand up? Like, what, like, because ah, I know I would struggle, you know, standing right. myself in like a meeting with a whole bunch of white people looking at me or mm -hmm. authority and then they look at me and then, yeah, toss me to the side because I decided to say something and now my life right. is at risk. And now, oh God, calm down. She's right. angry. I, <laughs> I can't stand that. That's something that I deal with. I actually deal with a lot outside of, I feel like I just deal with that in general and I'm not alone in that, I know, but I deal with that a lot. It's emotions being placed on me and I felt like that was happening to me. Like for instance, the person who I was engaged to at the time, I felt like was kind of in it for the TV show, in it for the money and not genuinely concerned about the relationship. So I felt like I was being walked all over, not wanting to express my anger and my discontent with that. And then when it finally blew up, it kind of looked like, oh, this is this good man and she just don't know how to treat him. And it's like, no, I'm frustrated because it's not, he's not really being a good man. He's right. doing that for the cameras. Ooh, that's for another show. That's another show right there. <laughs> yeah. But as far as sticking up for yourself, I would say, I said that to say, I dealt with that a lot being like, being reprimanded or degraded for just having feelings. Being a person, having feelings, having an opinion. When all of that was going on, whatever it might be, I feel like the producers are being rude to me or I feel like my partner is not in it for the right reasons. Whatever it was, I had feelings and you're allowed to have feelings. Right. So I think that that's one of the things that I would tell people who get involved or even people in the audience is that it's okay to feel that like don't let anybody make you feel like you're too much I would say separate yourself if you if somebody's honestly doing something that is hurting you and offending you consistently separate yourself from those people who make you feel like you're too much right that's real that's so real that is so real well Oh my God, this is so much. Like, I, I feel like I have so much more to ask, but I'm just like, I don't <laughs> want to, you know. Um, but anyways, can you tell us, so you said you have a few nonprofits, you have businesses, you, <clears throat> you're doing a lot of great things in the community. Can you tell us like some information, how we can find you, how we can, you know, support you in all your endeavors? <laughs> Yes, of course. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment too. I um so my name is Key Andrea Damone. That's my um that's my social media handle across the board is Key Andrea on Facebook is Key Andrea Damone, K-I-A-N-D-R-I-A-D-E-M-O-N-E. And then on Instagram it's just Key Andrea, my first name. Um that's how you can contact me, that's how you can reach me. Um if you search me by now, I'm not sure what you'll find, <laughs> but you could probably find me if you search me too. Um I'm the CEO of, I'm actually running um, a marketing company independently now. I've, I split ways from my partner after the, you know, the show panned out and everything. We actually have gone separate ways. So um, I've, I'm running that company independently. It's, it's a marketing company, but when you think digital marketing, 
I know a lot of people, they think numbers, white ties, stock photos, we're the complete opposite of that. So I'm a quirky creative. Mm. I love things to be colorful. I love to throw some trap music in there. If that fits your brand. I love high quality photos. Um, My personal theory is that your content should be so engaging that the other stuff should just fall in line. So I see a lot of success with that in my marketing company. um, I also have another brand that um, launches in May that's called Boss Charm School, where um, I'm teaching business etiquette, customer service and PR after this, what has proven to be honestly for me, not a PR nightmare, but it's definitely been a challenge. So I've been able to still maintain a positive brand image, been able to keep it separate from my business endeavors and my affairs that really matter to me um, on a day-to-day basis. So I'm going to teach more about how to do that because I feel like my audience is a lot of young entrepreneurs, a lot of dope women, amazing women. I feel like social media has given us the opportunity to where anybody with a smartphone pretty much can start a business. But what I saw a hole in and what is lacking is that customer service piece that business training piece that you would have otherwise gotten in the workplace or a formal training in you know at a higher education institute something like that not that there's anything wrong with not having that training but you do need the skills that come with it so I'm forming a course where I can teach more about that to women who look like me because I know a lot of people don't have the opportunity to go to college they can't get those jobs that are going to give them that formal training so because I was fortunate enough to get both the corporate training and the college education, I've packaged it into a language that they can understand and I'm gonna be teaching that. And the third business and um, nonprofit that I'm starting is called Favors for Pop. I talked a little bit on the show about my grandfather, how I, uh, I used to go and get snacks for him. And I felt like, you know, when I got into kind of a relationship that was taking a lot of energy from me, I didn't go around him as much. And the last time he asked me to get some snacks, I actually couldn't do it. So, um, and he passed away like a week later. So what I wanted to do, I beat myself up for a long time about that. And I figured out how I could make it up to him was to get snacks for hundreds and thousands of senior citizens. So I've actually started a foundation and a for-profit business that um, that's what we do. We just get, it's really that simple. We get a list of their favorite snacks and we'll bring them their snacks. You know, it's companionship, it's well checks. So um, that's something that as well is launching in the next couple months. Awesome. Well, that's so dope. I love the, you uh, said snacks for pops? It's called Favors for Pop. Favors. So it started like snacks, but it started to expand. And with the clients that I do have now, I find that they might need you to go to the grocery store or, nice. you know, something like that. So it's just expanded to other little things. It's non-medical, but essential things. And I think that we give that 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 caring and that like that companionship that a lot of the medical and caregiver side tends to overlook. We also, um, on their birthday, we send them a birthday gift. On Christmas, we'll send them a Christmas gift because that is what I did for my grandfather just to let him know that somebody was thinking about him. Oh, that's beautiful. Ah, Thank you. I should holler at my grandfather. Oh. (laughs) You should. You absolutely should. Anybody who you love that you haven't spoken to because I know time gets away from us and that's what happened to me. It wasn't on purpose. Just time got away from me and he passed away so and I would never want anybody else to experience that because that's something that I would never be able to undo may not ever forgive myself for but I found a positive way to channel all of that grief 
Most definitely. That's beautiful. Oh my God. Thank you so, so, so much. And like, so what I'm going to do is make sure everybody has all your handles and ways to connect with you on the program description and on the blog. So if you guys did not catch her information, I'll make sure you get that because you're going to want to support. You're going to want to, you know, connect and see all the amazing things that she is doing, not just for herself, but for the community and the country and all of that. Um, do you have any final thoughts you want to share with anybody, the community? I, um, my final thoughts is just that I appreciate that you take the time and the effort to make sure, like you said, that there is positivity shown too. I think that that's what's lacking in our community is that we're humans just like everybody else. There's good and bad. We need to show more of the good than the bad. And I appreciate that that's what your blog and your podcast is doing. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. I'm super, this is like uh, the highlight of my day. And I you <laughs> taking the time out, you know, and just talking to me and sharing your story because it's not just going to bless me, but like all the people that are listening and just like, it's, it's light bulb moments throughout the whole entire time. And so um, I know someone's going to get something out of it. So I appreciate it once again. Awesome. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Before I hop in with this guest, I'm super excited to let you know that I have created this amazing journal slash workbook um, that goes along, that's been inspired by these conversations that I've had with these amazing women. Like there's been so many nuggets and I know you want to keep those and not just only listen to it one time. So if you are interested in living and writing your own story, story and living the best life that you want, you're going to want this workbook. There are challenges, there are activities, there are nuggets, there are stories, there's so much in this workbook. And you can have that as part as you continue listening to the podcast, they will be released 